Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 446, for Saturday, January 6th, 2018. This is the BGG Page Views edition. Yes, on a Saturday. This is a change I'm going to make going forward. I'm going to move the Page Views edition to Saturday in the hopes of more consistently hitting the correct day on release. Over the last year and a half in particular, ever since the change to the beta version of the games page, there has been some inconsistency when posting, when updating the stats. Seems like every couple months, they just don't update them for a day. And once it was even two. And usually the days this happens are Tuesday and Wednesday. Which is unfortunate, because for the longest time, I pulled my data from Wednesday. And then, because of this sort of issue, I went to Tuesday. And then I went back to Wednesday. And and then the one day that neither one of them updated, I moved to Thursday. And by the time I'm on Thursday, well, there's no way I'm going to be able to post it on Wednesday. And so if I'm going to be pulling the data on Thursday, it seems more reasonable to just say, Hey, let's move the episode to Saturday. And maybe that'll help me to be a little more consistent posting it on Saturday. So that's why we had the BGG Top 10 edition on Wednesday. And now we're going to have this one on Saturday. The other change I'm going to make uh, on the Page Views edition is, even though it is the name of the podcast is Board Game Top 10s, I'm going to go ahead and do the Top 20 for a while on the Page Views. I think it's interesting to go down that far and might be something worth doing. I've been doing close to that anyway, going through everything over 20,000. I expect over the next few weeks that those 20,000 view games will start to diminish and drift back down toward a top 10. But that way, since it's always been some variation of that between 10 and say 15 or 17, just to say, hey, we're going to do 20 and that'll be good. Having said that, Today it's going to be 25, because for the first time ever, there are 25 games over the 20,000 view mark. That breaks the previous record of 22, set on December 7th, 2016. Also worth noting, there are 63 games over 10,000. I have long since stopped tracking that week by week, but I suspect that is also a record. And yet, there are there is only one position within the top 10 that has a record-setting mark, although generally everything is up. The smallest increase for a game in the top 25 is 7.6%. Everything else increased double digits, many of them as much as 30 and 40%, and a few even more than that. A lot of this, I think, is just a bounce back from Christmas. Christmas was suppressing things, and maybe even the week before Christmas, there was a little more suppression, and now it has sort of, sort of resurged back to where we saw it, say, after Essen. And yet, very broadly, because, again, 25 games over 20,000. At number 25 is Pandemic Legacy Season 2 by Matt Leacock and Rob Davio, published by Z-Man Games, with 20,284 views. That's an increase of 5,700 or 40% from last week. At number 24, 
Through the Ages, the second edition, by Vlada Kavadl, published by Czech Games Edition, with 20,856, about 600, more than Pandemic Legacy, 5,000, or 32%, more than last week. Number 23 is Seven Wonders by Antoine Boza, published by Repos Production, with 21,263, 407, more than Through the Ages, 4,400, more than last week, or only 26%. At number 22 is Star Wars Imperial Assault by Corey Kaneska, Justin Kempinen, and Jonathan Ying, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 21,000. 440, or 100, what is that, 77, more than Seven Wonders, 4,400, or 26% more than last week. Notice, too, how closely bunched together these are. It's not like there's some significant drop-off, which is pretty common down in this region of the list, here in the 20s. It's usually more packed together, and there aren't so many gaps between one position and another. At number 21 is Mansions of Madness, the second edition by Nikki Valens, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 21,570, or 130, more than Imperial Assault. That's a 6,600 view gain from last week, or 44%. 44% our largest increase so far. At number 20, Pandemic by Matt Leacock, published by Z-Man Games with 20. 2,452, that's almost 1,000, more than Mansions of Madness, a 3,500 view increase, or only 18%, our smallest increase that we have seen so far. Two weeks ago at number 19, last week just under 20,000 views, it was number 15, but back down to number 19 this week is Codenames, by Vlada Kavadl, published by Czech Games Edition, with 23,040 views. It's about 600 more than Pandemic, 3,000 more than last week, or a mere 15%. At number 18, Spirit Island, by R. Eric Roos, published by Fabled Nexus, with 25,603. There's a 2,600 view gap, so I guess we do have a little bit of a demarcation here but it's at the 25,000 level. Now, that's almost 8,000 more than last week, a 45% increase. The last time Spirit Island, it did spend a few weeks over 20,000. The last time it did so was on August 30th. At number 17 is Chronicle X by Glenn Allen, published by Archon Studio, with an even 26,000 views. That's 397 more than Spirit Island. This was the subject of a BGG contest. At number 16, Scythe, The Rise of Fenris, by Jamie Stegmeier and Ryan Lopez de with 26,397, or 397 more than Chronicle X. This is uh, just announced. It is the next expansion for Scythe and is claimed to be the last expansion for Scythe. Two weeks ago, number 13. Last week, number 16. Stepping up one spot to number 15 is The Seventh Continent by Ludovic Rudy and Bruno Sauté, published by Sirius Pulp with 26,000. 
786, or 389 more than the Scythe expansion, a 7400 view increase, 38% more than last week. At number 14 for the second week in a row is Star Wars Rebellion by Cory Kaneska, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 28,745, or 1,959, more than the Seventh Continent, almost 2,000. That's an increase of 6,300, or 28%, from last week. After peeking into the top 10 last week for a week, Sliding back to number 13 this week is Pandemic Legacy Season 1 by Matt Leacock and Rob Davio, published by Z-Man Games, with 28,936, a little less than 200 more than Rebellion, but still 4,400 more than last week, but that is only 18%. As we've seen, as you've seen already, 18% isn't really a big increase, that's why I lost three spots. Also losing three spots after pipping into the top ten for a week is Asul by Mikal Kiesling, published by Plan B Games with 29,495, about 550 more than Pandemic Legacy, 3,600 more than last week, a 14% increase. Uh, That is the second smallest increase within the top 25. Climbing two spots for the second week in a row, from 15 to 13 to 11, is Twilight Imperium, the fourth edition by Christian T. Peterson, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 29,801, or 306 more than Asul, 6,400 more than last week, a 27% increase. Sliding four spots to number 10 in its seventh week in the top 10 is Fallout, by Andrew Fisher and Pub and Nathan Hayek, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 31,433. That's about 1,600 more than Twilight Imperium, 2,200 more than last week, an increase of 7.6%. There is our smallest increaser. That's why it dropped four spots. If you're wondering... That sounds like an awfully lot of page views for a number 10 game, 31,433. You are correct. It is the second most we've ever had, just missing the record set by Twilight Imperium a month ago by 46 views. Appearing for the second time in the top 10 at number 9, actually up from number 12 last week, is Dinosaur Island by Jonathan Gilmore and Brian Lewis, published by Pandasaurus Games with... 32,692, as in 1,200 more than Fallout, 8,800 more than last week, a 37% increase. And returning into the top 10 after six weeks off at number 8, and appearing for the 60th time, is Arkham Horror, the card game, by Nate French and Matthew Newman, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 33,000 37 views, a little more than 300 over Dinosaur Island, almost 9,000 more than last week, another 37% increase. Uh, The last six weeks that it hasn't been in the top 10, it's mostly been at number 11, although it did dip to number 12 a couple times. Arkham Horror, the card game, becomes the 10th different game 
to have 60 or more weeks on the chart. It is also the highest charting fantasy flight game on the list. Uh, that, and it is the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 6th. The 6th fantasy flight game that we've seen in the top 25. And number 7 for the second week in a row is Gaia Project by Jens Drogemuller and Helga Ostertag, published by Z-Man Games, with 33,063, a mere 26 more views than Arkham Horror, a 4,600-view increase, or 16% more than last week. This is the highest-charting Z-Man game in the top 25. There are three others. They're all versions of Pandemic. My understanding is that this is not a version of Pandemic. After two weeks at number eight, stepping up two spots to number six is Kingdom Death Monster by Adam Poots, published by Kingdom Death with an even 37,000 views. That's almost 4,000 more than Gaia Project, the largest gap we have seen so far, but 8,800 more than last week, a 31% increase. In notching its 61st week in the top 10, it moves into number seven, on the most weeks list, passing Terra Mystica. At number five for the second week in a row is U-Boat, the board game, by Artur Salvarovsky and Bartosz Pluta, published by Phalanx, with 40,446. That's almost 3,500 more than Kingdom Death Monster, an increase of 7,800, or 24%. After hitting number two each of the last two weeks, losing two spots to number four is Charterstone by Jamie Stegmeier, published by Stonemeyer Games with 51,268. That is also an increase of about 7,900 and an 18% more than last week. Two weeks ago, this one was number five. Then last week it moved up to number four, and then number three, actually three weeks ago it was number seven. So it went from, and before that it was number nine. So from nine to seven to five to four to three. Terraforming Mars on the Rebound by Jacob Frixelius, published by Stronghold Games with 52,133 views. About 850 more than Charterstone, but an increase of 16,000 from last week. That is a 44% increase, one of the larger ones that we've seen so far, but not as large as the next two. After two weeks at number three, moving up one more spot to number two, and it has followed a similar trajectory to Terraforming Mars. It was number eight a few weeks back, then jumped to four, three, three, now number two for Scythe by Jamie Stegmeier published by Stonemeyer Games with 65,790. That's 13,000 clear of terraforming Mars, 25,000 more than it had last week, a 63% increase, the largest increase we have seen so far. The last time Scythe was number two was March 22nd of last year, so well over eight months ago. Uh, the number of views it has, almost 66,000, is the most it has had since the last time it was number one, which was almost exactly a year ago, uh, January 4th of last year. And that mark 
of 65,790, once upon a time would have been lofty. Now it lands at number 58 on the most views list and is the eighth best performance for Scythe. As for why it has seen such a huge spike, I have to assume it's related to the new expansion. And uh, that one we already heard back at number 16. This is also the 14th time that Scythe has been number 2. It's been number 2 more times than it was number 1, which is the second most ever. Uh, Second, naturally, to Netrunner, which had number 2 29 times. But at number 1, for the 11th week in a row and the 35th time overall, it is Gloomhaven by Isaac Childress, published by Cephala Fair Games, with 182,849 views. That's 117,000 more than Scythe, 77,000 more than it had last week, a 73% increase, and it is the most views in a week that we have ever seen. The previous mark was set by Mechs vs. Minions on October 19, 2016 at 151,850. Gloomhaven managed that, managed to break that mark in just six days. Didn't even need the seventh day of the week. Now, where is this coming from? Well, probably it is largely on the strength of the fact that it has ascended to number one on the site as we heard earlier this week, right? So with all of that added attention, it got this huge boost. I do have a reference for the last game to hit number one on the site. Pandemic Legacy did it almost exactly two years ago. And when it did, it also saw a 70% increase in views. So that seems to be right in keeping. The difference is, well, Pandemic... Gloomhaven was starting at a higher threshold to begin with, but also we're in this new era of high-flying, which was not true when Pandemic Legacy hit number one. It was still just a few months before that. So it had been at like eighteen or 19,000 views, and then it saw a 70% increase to 33,000. But I think it's... Uh, you know, I don't think in this, if it had been in this new environment, it would have had this many views, but it probably would have had somewhere more like where Scythe is, because uh, everything is just so much more elevated. One other thing I noticed is that uh, six of the top 10 games on the site had cracked the 20,000 mark, and so I went looking for the other four. Uh, those six that did it were Gloomhaven, the number one game, Pandemic Legacy Season 1, the number 2. Through the Ages, the number 3. Star Wars Rebellion, the number 5. Terraforming Mars, the number 6. And Scythe, the number 8. But where were the other four? Well, they weren't far away. In fact, number 4 game on the site, Twilight Struggle, came in at number 29 for the week with more than 19,000 views, 19,112. Number 7, Terra Mystica, also had more than 19,000, was number 27 for the week. Uh, number nine, Seven Wonders Duel, came in at number 36 for the week with over 16,000. And the number 10, The Castles of Burgundy, was number 32 for the week with over 17,000. So they did not miss the top 10 by, or the, rather, pff, they missed the top 10 by a lot. They didn't miss 20,000 views 
by a lot. So uh, strong performances from the top games on the site, which is also to be expected. For Saturday, January 6th, 2018.